Hi, everyone. It's Kate here from the Gotta Be Done podcast. Today's podcast deals with issues around infertility and pregnancy loss. So, um, giving you a heads up that that's what we're talking about. Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. Today's episode of Got to Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Kaurna people of the Adelaide Plains and the Wurundjeri lands of the Kulin Nation in Melbourne. We pay our respects to elders past and present and any First Nations people who are listening and loving Bluey. Kate! Man, if there was ever an episode for the times, do you reckon it might be the show? How many times have you dusted yourself off lately? (laughs) Oh, it feels like every other minute, let alone every day, that we're picking us. Have a little, Uh, definitely having a little cry. I'm nailing that bit. Um, And then, yeah, dusting yourself off, picking yourself up, and on with the show. So, um, yeah, Parenting uh, 101. And also, uh, yeah, parenting in time of COVID. Parenting, COVIDing, um, yeah, just just twenty twentying seems to be all about the the Mother's Day breakfast all over the floor. I feel. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day! Oh, goodness! Oh, bingo! Come back! Yes, so yeah, probably the perfect analogy <laughs> from the very start of this episode. And, yeah, it's so hard for Bingo that she feels like it's all her fault that things are going wrong. Um, That is, I guess, the the good thing about COVID. We, you know, no one's blaming themselves too much, I hope, out there. (laughs) I'm definitely not blaming myself at this point, but who knows? I don't know. There's there's a whole lot of blame flying left, right and centre, it seems. like. true. Yeah, no, I haven't seen much uh, uh, self-directed blame, that's for sure. (laughs) Oh yeah, and that's a baddie though. Uh, I know. Um, if uh, you are listening and you have no idea what we're talking about, Victoria, where we live, or Melbourne specifically, has had an uptick in the number of COVID cases after managing it pretty effectively for a while there. And um, we're all back in lockdown, and there is a lot of blame game going on with commentators saying. Is this the fault of the government? Is this the fault of people not doing the right thing? God forbid it's just a super contagious disease that, you know, um, takes time to manifest so people, you know, don't realise they're sick for a while. Um, Yeah, it's complex. So It's tough. mm, Almost as complex as trying to get a four-year-old to uh, deal with their feelings effectively. Well, I felt like Bandit was much like the uh, people, all the people with the 2020 hindsight on this when after uh, Bingo takes that first tumble and sends breakfast flying, um, his commentary on it is, Yeah, I thought that might happen. Could this have been prevented? (laughs) Never let your children carry the tray, I think is the moral of that story, surely. (laughs) But, yeah, having having gone... um, Ass over, poor Bingo runs off to what is seems to be her 
regular go-to upset place? Oh, she does love crawling into or under something when she's a bit sad, doesn't she? And, I mean, I guess it's that feeling of being cocooned. Um, we all want that sometimes, don't we, just to hide away from the world and <laughs> cocoon ourselves in a safe place. Yeah. It's, oh, man, I need to do a clear out of the cupboards in our house, I think, so there's more cupboard hiding opportunities. Yeah, there is definitely no room for cupboard hiding in McMahon residence. <laughs> yeah, poor Will has a chest of drawers. No, no hiding going on in there. Are you okay, Bingo? She's sad because she thinks she ruined your day. It will take more than that to ruin my day, Bingo. A couple of little things that I noticed while Bingo was hiding in that cupboard, by the way, Mare, um, there's a long dog to the right of her holding a little, um, it looks like a play program, which is quite sweet given the oh. nature of the show. And yep, so cute. Uh, and we see the pictures of uh, Jetpack Bingo and um, Bluey and Jean-Luc on the wall. I'm so glad that Jean-Luc is uh, a stayer. He's, I know. Yeah. He's not <laughs> just a flesh-in-the-pan drawing. Yeah. He hasn't been recycled yet, metaphorically, and, yeah, <laughs> um, hopefully we get to, to see a little bit more about where that goes. These things happen, honey. I'll tell you what I do. Bluey, checklist. Oh, Okay. Um, so we get to, I guess, the message of this episode or maybe maybe even the moral. It's it's kind of straying into moral territory or coping mechanism territory is probably mm-hmm. the best way to put it with um, Chili laying, as usual, some classic Chili advice on bingo for how to cope with the upset and with, um, with her kind of feelings of blaming herself. Um, I really love a few aspects of this. The checklist for a start. Mm. Have you ever heard of that done with kids where you tick off a list of things? Oh, doesn't doesn't a kid love a routine? Like any kid, uh, we do one for hand washing, um, toileting, getting ready in the morning. Like uh, Will is a very um, step-by-step process-driven kid, so he not- likes to know what's going to happen next in the chain. Because Livy um, has pecs, which are picture cards around the house, and it's often about the steps of a routine, and he's obsessed with them. So, like hand washing, it's like rinse hands, um, get soap, wash, like scrub hands, wash hands, dry hands, and he'll follow each step in the routine, like ticks them off as he goes. So, when this episode came out, I was like, yes, I can totally use this to my parenting hack advantage and, yeah, yeah I, I love the checklist and, you know, you can always add in, you know, just like Bluey does, we're going to do the checklist, <laughs> which makes it a million times more appealing. Bluey, checklist. Oh, okay. I have a little cry. Check. Then I pick myself up. Check. Dust myself off. Check. And keep going. The show must go on. And... Let's face it, everyone's drawing on resilience reserves at the moment that we didn't even know we had um, yeah. and there's a lot of uncertainty. So, yeah, the the I love the first step about having a little cry in particular because, yeah, some days you just really need to get all those feels out first. Absolutely. And it's like I'm so glad they put that in there because kind of – I feel like when we were growing up, it was very much everything was built around kind of the power of positive thinking mm. and 
um, almost that, you know, classic Simpsons, bottle it all up inside, Lisa. Like, (laughs) that wasn't there. It was all like, oh, you know, look on the bright side, look for the best. Like, yeah. Or even just walk it off, son. But just tough it out. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Walk it off, push it off. Yeah. Yeah. Having the cry first to me is just. Yeah, vital. And and then um, as they work through the checklist and Bingo's just so, so in her, you know, supported, comfortable place that she can just be straight with Chili and say, The only one of those I know how to do is the crying one. Then just do that one for now. I actually listened to a really great podcast by um, my friend, Brene Brown, (laughs) Um, (laughs) the other day, and um, I forget the name of it, but it's from her Unlocking Us series. Oh, no, not that one. Um, (laughs) No clues to understanding what I was doing just before this. Um, But she was explaining about how when we're experiencing feelings of um, failure, basically our dinosaur brains kick in, the limbic part of the brain, and mm-hmm. um, our whole system is totally overwhelmed in that moment. So she has her own little mantra, do not talk, text, or or um, speak, I think it is. So talk, text, or type or something like that. And anyway, okay. so while she, until her rational brain takes back over because when you're operating in the limbic thing, that's when we're often saying things we don't mean or haven't thought through or, you know, getting all defensive and um, I suppose bingo is exhibiting classic symptom here of, you know, I'm just going to run and hide. Like that's very limbic brain taking over. Um, Yeah, well worth a listen. If you Have you heard of Unlocking Us? I've heard of it. I haven't delved in. Is it Mm. just sort of truth bombs from Brene or did she interview people? She definitely interviews some other people as well. Um, She's been doing some great stuff on, like she interviewed um, Jada Apatow recently on vulnerability and laughter. Um, And she's Ah. also done like interviews with like Laverne Cox and Austin Channing Brown. That was really interesting. Um, Yeah, because it was talking of black dignity and things like that. Okay. So, um, yeah, this means that the one I listened to recently was um, shame, on shame and accountability and it was sort of in the context of Black Lives Matter but, yeah, it was really interesting how she talked about the difference between shame and guilt and um, people who sort of feel guilt like I did something bad rather than that shame I am bad um, mm-hmm. the more prone you are to guilt stuff, apparently the better resilience you have. And she gave this example oh, okay. of her daughter uh, in kindergarten and her teacher was like, oh, look at you, Ellen, you're, you're such a mess. And her daughter turned around and said, I may be making a mess, but I'm not a mess. <laughs> like, and she was like, oh, to have that self-confidence. I know. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we see the opposite here, I guess, in, with Bingo in that, you know, she's sort of like I can't do anything right and that's sort of like an internal value mm. thing as opposed to yeah. I, I did something wrong. Oh, Another rabbit sounds- hole. The checklist has obviously been a long-term parenting tactic for Bandit and Chili because Bluey is just straight into ticking off, which I love, and um, <laughs> she's pretty crucial to get getting Bingo back in the game um, with her jumping up and uh, coming armed with a hockey stick to suggest 
the show, which, yeah, look, I love how, you know, when you t- when your kids tell you they're going to be putting on a show for you, um, you know, usually it's just an indeterminate amount of time of them saying, look at this, now look at this, now look at this. <laughs> um, I feel like Bluey and Bingo um, have a fair bit of, uh, production nows. <laughs> what mm. was your take? Oh yeah, like the shows that we used to put on as kids were so rambling and incoherent. Like you know, very um, modernistic, I guess. Oh, it's so nice to go to the theatre. Oh yes, I've heard very good things about this production. And Chili and Bandit are, are there to help the plot along, I guess, which is useful, including providing their own names. Which I'm struggling to believe that. Six-year-old Bluey doesn't know her parents' real names. <laughs> I suppose in the heat of the moment, um, you can yeah. you can forget a lot in the excitement and the drama. Uh, you know, the, the grease paint and the spotlight. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm glad that this episode is finally giving Bluey viewers. I, I mean, um, all the interviews that we did in the lead up to season two, Mayor, it seemed to be the thing everyone wanted to understand was how did Chili and Bandit meet. And I know yes. that was really high on our wish list too to sort of see that unfold. And we do see um, hints. I guess we still don't know the entire story. There's a, a bit of mystery still. <laughs> well, as Chili says. <laughs> well, there's some dispute, but let's just say at a party in London. Perhaps no one knows the uh, final story. Well, I mean, yeah, it's clear that they were both a few bevies in um, through this meeting. Um, But uh, I'm just guessing because Bandit came in, uh, well, Bluey dressed as Bandit came in with the Australian flag tied around neck. Now, that is a classic Shepherd's Bush walkabout 101 move. It's like I've just moved to London and I'm a bogan. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Is the Queen often at Shepherd's Bush (laughs) in London where all the Australians go to drink? At the walkabout? Hmm. Don't know about that one. happens regularly. Totally. I'm sure Hazard would have been up for it before the whole Meghan Markle debacle. Yes. Slipping in there for a a cheeky pint. Uh, Fosters. (laughs) Did we... Did we initiate you into any of the walkabouts when you came and visited us in London? No. For all the, you know, few months I spent in London, I did not go to a single walkabout, I must say. Um, But I saw everywhere I went there Australians. And we, when I first got to London, I stayed with a mate um, of both of ours, actually, who was living in like the classic London share house of Australians. Uh, they happened to have a room spare at the time. She and these, you know, a bunch of boys from Queensland. Um, I reckon the first night I stayed in that room, um, I was eaten alive by bed bugs. Oh. And yeah, that's that's where I kind of pitched the Australian experience in London. <laughs> and yeah, I think I think I'm projecting possibly, but I reckon Bandit might have had a few bed bug bites on him um, in that scene as well. <laughs> This big blue guy called um, Bandit. Bandit walked in. All right, here we go. Do 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 do. Hi, bud. Smell this. What? <laughs> Spot on. Do you hear so many stories of friends being in London doing things that just normal people would not ever consider doing um, to get by, like? Um, yeah, we had a friend, a mutual friend, Mayor, who who shared a bed with someone else. 
So they were oh, whoa. They were working night shift, and she, she was working like the day. So like, yeah, she would get up in the morning, and her bedmate would come home and go to sleep, and she would get up and go to work. And, that is next level. Wow. Yeah. Um. So I feel like Australians are very adept at doing, um, you know, lowering their standards significantly. <laughs> in the British capital. But, um, yeah, Chile seems to be taking this to a whole new level with what was it? There were a lot of babes being dropped, weren't there? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, marry me, babe. Oh, why should I? Because I love you, babe. I love your ears, babe. <laughs> and finger up the nose maybe even. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, hard to tell what was going on there. But, um, yeah, I do love Bingo playing Chili's take on the whole thing, um, how delightful. And the Queen ad- agrees. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's a ringing endorsement for Bandit. I can see how it how it all escalated to a proposal so quickly. Yeah. Well, you know, Italy is very romantic, I have to say. It's so, true. Yeah, it is very true. So I would probably accept a proposal from anyone if it was in Italy. And then Bandit asked Chili to marry him on a romance trip to... Um, Italy. The dump. <laughs> what? The story kind of gallops along that the girls are presenting and I guess um, a key part of the message of this uh, episode is, you know, picking yourself up and continuing on, which Mm. I think is why a lot of people think that um, as we see Bingo come out with the balloon uh, in the under her shirt in the classic like, look, I'm pregnant move. And a bit of rough and tumble um, starts with the baby kicking between Bluey and Bingo and the balloon pops. And I've seen a lot of commentary. A lot of people have even emailed us and said, Mm. what do you think's going on there? And could it be that Bandit and Chili have had a miscarriage? And that's like why they're sort of so stunned. Bandit puts his paw on Chili's paw. Yes, straight Um, away. It's very, it's very reflexive. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. um, what's your take, Kate? Um, well, yeah, I think I think it's subtle either way. So, um, you know, there for every person saying, oh, I think it might be referring to a rainbow baby, um, there have been lots of people saying, oh, no, they're just concerned about um, bingo and her feelings. But I think um, we know, like watching enough Bluey by now, there's so many layers and so many ambiguities as well that sort of you know I think there's this one's one for the parents like some parents would be instantly like oh they're worried about bingo and other parents um we've had messages about you know that they were openly in tears at this point because they were thinking about their own you know lost kids um and we know that a number of pregnancies do end in miscarriage it's not a thing for anyone to feel ashamed of or um you know, it's so common, um, but still seems very taboo, which is very strange. I don't know. What were your thoughts on this, man? Yeah, like I, I definitely, I guess, you know, you see your experience as well. So absolutely, I that was my first thought when I saw it and sort of saw, like, I felt like it was, you know, something more than just, oh, no, another bingo mishap was written on Chili and Bandit's face. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you say, I think every parent who's commented to me about it has said 
because, you know, I'd had my own experience of loss and, um, and yeah, that, that's me too. So I felt like it was definitely there, but that's the beautiful thing about Bluey. So much is hinted at so people can sort of take away something that speaks to them personally. Um, but also I really hope it is because like you say, it's, it's so taboo, mm. um, which it shouldn't be. I think the stats are when, one in four or something like that. It's really yeah, well, high. It. Like, and you never hear the stat until it's happened to you, I feel. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when, when before I had Bon, when I had a miscarriage, um, I was in a, that tricky situation of it wasn't Facebook official, but so many people already knew I was pregnant and mm-hmm. I didn't want to do the whole ring 50 million people. I don't, I, you know, two weeks before I'd been at a roller derby tournament where I wasn't skating and there's only one reason when you're not skating if, and you're not in a cast and that's because you're pregnant kind of thing. So yeah. um, it was very widely known that I was pregnant. So I put it on Facebook. Like I'm like, ev- I have to work out a simple way to let everyone know. And I wasn't in a great place for talking about it. But, um, but yeah, what happened when I put it on Facebook was so many people private messaged me and said, yeah, like here for you. It's happened to me too. A lot of people publicly commented similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just made me realize a, how, how important that was that people were so generous with, you know, talking about it, but how so many of them hadn't been able to talk about it because they, or, you know, had talked about it with a very small group and kind of were carrying this hidden thing almost because it's just not talked about. And even now, you know, you sort of Google, oh, how to how to let people know you've had a miscarriage or something like that. And the advice is very much like, oh, well, you know, it's it's better not to talk about your pregnancy in the first Ugh. 12 weeks because you might lose it. And that's, to me, that's just like, but then the kind of secret is almost enforced if you do. So, yeah, yeah um, a long way to say that, yeah, in this episode, look, it's hinted, but, yeah, it, it would certainly mean a lot to me if it's getting the conversation started. Yeah, and honey, I still remember that Facebook post and we were also heartbroken for you but also like cheering for you because it was such a bloody brave thing to do at the time and um, I think the outpouring of love that we all had for you um, was only magnified by the amount of people who were like, I've never been able to talk about this before and they were commenting publicly that they too had had um, a, a loss. It was really... It was really powerful. Yeah. 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 Oh, I just want to give you a big hug. <laughs> oh. oh, lockdown. Um, I know. Curse yeah. you, COVID. Like getting back to that shame and guilt thing too, like so, there's so much shame around miscarriage for some people and or, or for you know, infertility and things like that. And it's so hard. It's really, really hard because, um, you know, I mean, we're very, very fortunate, Tim and I, we've never had those issues. But, you know, I guess um, because of Olivia's genetic condition, when we've been pregnant both other times, we've waited quite a long time until we've had the um, 
the genetic testing done um, before we've felt confident in being able to share our pregnancy. And the first time around with Liv, we were just like, no, whatever happens, we are pregnant now. We're so happy and we're going to need supportive people if something goes wrong. So we'd shared that early and then you kind of feel like, oh, I don't want to let people down if for whatever reason it doesn't work yeah. out. And, and it's such a weird situation that, you know, as a woman, you feel so responsible for making sure it's okay, but it's it's so out of our hands. So yeah, it's it's a really tough one. Yeah, but you know, I think, and even you know, a lot of this conversation um, around this is happening on places like the Bluey Fan Club on Facebook, and people are being really open about how they discuss it there and their own experience too. And I think. Mm. Yes, it's got to happen more in the real world uh, rather than in the entertainment world for people to talk about it. But backing it up in the entertainment world makes a big difference, I feel. Yeah, I I do too. Um, Yeah, I think the more that we can have shows like Bluey opening the door for those conversations, the better because um, it's not just – the kids who are taking lessons from from Bluey. It's obviously us and it's obviously other parents too. And it's really meaningful for so many people and that they're taking that sort of strength and courage away that the healers may have been through something similar to them. I think that's priceless. Ladies and gentlemen, we're just having some show problems. Please uh, enjoy some dance. Oh, no. And and then to the you know bigger theme of this show, I guess like it it Chili's advice that you just what else can you do but have a cry and then pick yourself up like of course it applies to that and but it applies to every aspect of parenting like really what what else is there but putting one foot in front of the other and I feel like in those really big emotional experiences and even amidst COVID, you know, I think a lot of people are having those really big emotional experiences right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's advice for the ages. It really is. I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they made a really valid point that for some people, like living through a pandemic is the most momentous, life-changing thing that they have lived through. You know, um, there are some very lucky people Mm. who haven't had those huge emotional tumultuous um, things that they've experienced up until now. And some people are really struggling with it. Um, You know, like uh, for some people, their whole lives, social structures, supports would have been ripped away. And um, any lesson in resilience that helps guide people as to how they need to manage their emotions a little bit better is is a good thing. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, starting with a checklist uh, is probably yeah. not the worst start. And that's how this episode sort of gets back on track as well. Um, bingo having been crushed yet again by the balloon popping. Um Chili and Bandit actually sit back on this one and it's mm. Bluey that can talk her through coming back, which I think is probably testament to once you have resilience, you can share it. And, yeah, we, we know that Bluey has just been building resilience in front of our eyes for mm. so many episodes. So yeah. um, it 
was really inspiring to me that yeah. Bandit and Chili sat back on that. Listen, Bingo, we're finishing this show. I can't. Just do it by yourself. We can't do the show without you. Your mum. Billy, checklist. Oh, okay. Plus the pester power of an older sibling. Let's let's be yes, real. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you're ruining it. Um, well, older sibling slash uh, producer director of the show, <laughs> I suppose, and star. So yeah, like obviously she was very invested in the show. Must go on. Hey Mary, you know how much we love Bluey, obviously, and how my favourite character is Pat as well, you know, Pat over the fence, like you said. Well, I've actually heard about a new Australian Pat who could well turn out to be my new favourite Pat. Um, And this guy called Pat has come up with an amazing Australian creation. It's an online tutoring math service called Maths Online. I'm very excited about this, Mary, because <laughs> I was looking over at Will's homework. Yes, they're starting homework grade one. <gasps> and I don't know, it just seems so different from when I was at school. Yeah, we have been told very firmly that maths is different. And if if you're thinking about trying to explain maths, don't, you know, do not proceed. Do <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Until you actually get the right advice. So I want to make sure, obviously, that I'm taking some pressure and stress out of trying to know what's right or wrong. And luckily, mathsonline.com.au approached us. And I've been having a look at the website, Mary. I have to say it's pretty impressive. There's all these really cool interactive videos that you can watch at your own pace. Um, it's a lot cheaper than getting a weekly tutor and I just like that you can kind of stop and rewind it whether you're with your kid or letting them do it on their own. Uh, I love the being able to pause videos. I love that it's got worksheets as well because being able to actually see how my kids are learning and then and then see how they work through the problems as well. Mathsonline.com.au puts it all in front of you so you're working together with your kid instead of maybe pulling your hair out slightly. (laughs) And there's a free trial as well, so you can give it a go and see if it's for you before you sign up. And a bit like another uh, great Australian creation, Gone Global. So if you're in the US, you can check out mathonline.com. That is... That is the key difference. It's it's capsicums and peppers here, Kate. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, maths in Australia, mathsonline.com.au and mathonline.com in the US. Maths Online has thousands of lessons from kinder or prep to year 12, and it's mapped to the national curriculum. So for us, as there's been concepts that Bond has struggled with, we've jumped straight into those relevant lessons and it's made a big difference. Plus, you get emailed your task reports as you go and weekly progress reports. So jump in, sign up for your free trial, and big thank you to mathsonline.com.au. Do you think Bandit actually needed to go to the toilet or was that his subtle way of checking <laughs> that they were okay? Yeah, possibly. Because <laughs> yeah, it does last for quite a while after that, it's true. <laughs> yeah, well, he does have a diaper on though, so we never know what's going on. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so that's where it goes. We've, we finally, um, <laughs> Bingo bucks up and has the inspired idea to turn Bandit into the baby, which of baby course Louis. goes along with. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's happily ever after. The whole uh, the whole setting for this show is just perfect because it's the veranda outside Bandit and Chili's room, which we've seen before, um, has the jacaranda gently fall on it. Still flowering. What is going on? <laughs> well, uh, this is this the is, longest. This isn't my original gripe, but I did see uh, <laughs> some commentary on Facebook that it was driving uh, one person crazy because <laughs> it's meant to be. This is the first like timestamp we've had in Bluey, possibly that it's May, it's Mother's Day. Uh, the jacaranda flowers from September. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not gently falling down to the veranda in May. <laughs> it certainly made a beautiful backdrop and, um, yeah, loving the Brisbane um, vista as well. Oh, they've got the best view. Um, yeah, they really do. And they jam all those landmarks in there in a way that can't quite work, but that's okay. <laughs> we will forgive. Speaking of landmarks, a quick uh, detour to a couple regional landmarks. Have you been taking in uh, Bluey and Bingo Big Thing fever? There has never been a worse time to be in lockdown in Melbourne, Mary. I'm being driven mad by the sight of happy kids posing outside these massive – people have been decorating hay bales in um, northern Victoria – as Bluey and Bingo, and in Queensland as well, I think they've, yeah. they've constructed these giant Sorry. monuments. Um, I think it was an amazing um, farm stay mob up in Darlington um, in Queensland's scenic rim that first came up with this idea of hay bale, Bluey and Bingo. They just look so amazing. Adorable, yes. But, yeah, if you follow the um, on Instagram, it's stay at hero, um, stay at K-I-R-R-O, and definitely check it out. I think they've managed to get snaps of pretty much everyone who's come to see the Big Bluey and Bingo. Um, Actually, lovely Matt from there messaged us on Insta to say, um, just to give us a bit of an update of how it was going, and he said it's been, you know, very good for a bit of tourism foot traffic. Um, But, yeah, (laughs) I think they've had thousands of people do the day trip out from Brisbane already. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, the Victorian place um, that we are so cruelly locked um, locked away from visiting is Tongala. Um, and they've got a bit of a, like, a like public the art. Trail attraction. and stuff like yeah, that as well. Yeah, and- so there's lots to see there. I've been seeing amazing photos of um, people's day trips come out of there. So, yeah. Uh, Man, as if lockdown wasn't cool enough, but yeah, there's so much going on my travel bucket list right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that Northern Victoria would be an exotic tourism destination? <laughs> like, you know, well, <laughs> as exotic as it gets for us for quite a while. I don't I think, think so. the rest of the country or world will be. Um, open to us for oh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, Queensland's definitely off limits for the. Yeah, moment. I don't think we're going to see jacaranda season in Queensland this year. That's for sure. <laughs> Maybe in hey, May, though. Maybe in May. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Hold out for May, and we might get yeah. a Mother's Day miracle. Um, May. Very final uh, detour on this. Um, I was I noticed the Ludo logo the other day. I can't remember what I was looking at, but. Um, the full Ludo logo has both falling jacarandas and pineapples in it, which um, I had never noticed before. So mm. Ludo Studio, the makers of Bluey. I did wonder if that had been sort of retrofitted after they'd created Bluey or if that was always there. And so 
Bluey was always just had to shove in as many pineapples and jacarandas <laughs> as it possibly could. But, um, yeah, thought that was a very nice touch for that oh-so-homegrown Brisbane um, production company. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, no tennis balls and no long dogs, though. So, you know, <laughs> no. um, there's still room to improve, guys. Come on. <laughs> um, uh, oh. We were talking about the stamps a couple of weeks back. I think yes. I've seen a long dog on the collectible stamps that <gasps> I ventured out with my face mask on to get from Australia Post the other day. Really? Tell me more. Yes. So, uh, so what look, ones can you, we get? You have to look creatively. It's uh, it's not a full long dog, but I reckon if if you look at something that looks a bit strange, um, you might be able to make out a long dog face if you stand on your head and all the blood rushes to it and that kind of thing. Yeah. Is this like one of those magic eye things from the 90s where you kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah, squint and look through it? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, fun. Um, so yeah, that's another place to look out for long dogs. Um, I think we've worked out they are in all the coloring books as well. So the long dog hunt is afoot. The end. Again. Hey Mary, um, what did you make of Chili at the very end of the episode clapping and saying again? Okay. Hard to say. I was, I was pretty uh, flummoxed by that, I suppose. Um, because, yeah, it, it isn't really clear. I guess, you know, she's saying it after in the, the show, um, Bluey has just arrived. So it could mean, again, as in time for bingo. Um, but I did wonder as well, and back to, you know, back to the kind of potential loss theme, mm. um, that terminology rainbow baby and is Bluey a rainbow baby, it, it did occur to me that, yeah, perhaps actually the the potential miscarriage didn't happen before Bluey and actually it's a more recent thing and which, you know, the, the, other, the other reading of it is she wants another baby. What did you think? Um, well, I mean, because that's exactly what Bingo says at the end of Bumpy and the Wise Old Wolfhound, watching the, the play put on by um, yes. Lily and um, the family when she's stuck in a hospital, she says again at the end of the episode. But, yeah, my first thought was um, not only par- – like, yeah, there's the ambiguity of she's parroting Bingo, but she's also is it implying that she wants to do this all again? Um yeah. Mm. We shall see. They need something for the movie. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh all fingers crossed. Um imagine the pressure to name it though. I reckon that's always big for a, you know, an ongoing TV show. If there's a baby, it's gotta be named and <laughs> Man, I, I hope they consult us is what I'm really saying there. Like, we could come up with some good ideas, I feel. You reckon? Oh, I don't know. Well, um, Doug. If I was going to have another dog, I would call him Doug. Doug the dog. Okay. Doug so, the dog. I like Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't think that we've got a Doug in um, uh, Bluey Land no. yet. So, no. I don't we've think got so. the dog next door. Yeah. So, yeah. Doug makes we, sense. We, we could come up with a list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners could come up with a list. Hit us up. Oh, no, that would be a terrific list. I promise my best I won't ruin it, Bluey. You won't. Now go. Do, 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 do. It's me. One day. Uh, wait on. What's your not mum name? Chili. Any other news from the Blueyverse come your way? Uh, I watched, did music 
um, any music land with this one for you? Uh, I was just, um, I'm pretty sure it's an original composition and I was very taken with the clarinet because uh, I am a clarinetist um, when I was, well, back in, back in the day. Um, Yeah, there was some, it was very beautifully done actually, but um, yes, no, no major music notes for me on this, except it was nice. So yes. The, the um, name of the episode actually took me down a bit of a music rabbit hole because the show is, do you remember Lenka, the Australian artist who had pretty much a one hit um, in the no. mid noughties Call It was called The Show and the lyrics were very sort of on theme um, with this episode. Um, it was like, I'm just a little girl lost in the moment. I'm so scared but I don't show it. And it was about, you know, putting on a show of bravery or uh-huh. despite emotions kind of thing. Um She's, yeah, an Australian um, singer who was in Dakota Ring, which um, was an Australian band, um, probably late 90s, uh, early noughties, and Ben Eli was in it as well from Regurgitator. And I know when we, yeah, and um, I know he's a bit of a favourite of um, Joe Brum's. He was saying that some Ben Eli tunes were in his sort of early drafts of uh, of episodes because he would pick music to put into the episode and then Joff Bush would come in and override him. And um, I remember him mentioning <laughs> Ben Eli as one of the yeah, artists yeah. who got, um, got shoved didn't out. They want, uh, didn't they want um, – wasn't there regurgitated used as the opening credits or something for a little while or so – It was Custard. Uh, oh, oh, actually – Was it Custard? No, maybe it was oh, the the – um, the pilot that we yeah. saw that um, that isn't out there to see, guys. It's a, um, so I'm sorry to talk about something that we can't share, but um, we did see it. We could describe it. It was a very short um, clip of Bandit basically pushing Bluey on a swing uh, while playing a Candy Crush equivalent um, yeah. so high that she eventually flipped over. Um, but yeah, the yeah. <laughs> was. Um, uh, Pinball Les, which is a custard yes. song, but yeah, I think you're right. Actually, it was Ben Eli's song that um, that Joe wanted for the original, yeah, credits. Mm. Yeah, mm. titles. Is that the right word? Credits is the end. I think titles. Anyway, the, titles. the musical statues yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> how, how could you not have every, anything other than the do 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 do? So like. Yeah, it's so iconic now in our house. So literally, yeah. I think every every child's ears prick up when they hear the the first few notes. Early on in the uh, you know great success of Bluey, there was a story, and I think it was the Australian about how families were going out and buying Blue Healers, and the Blue Healers Breeders Association was worried that there was going to be. Um, too many people like bringing these Blue Healers back because they weren't quite you know, what they'd seen in the cartoon. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm waiting for the story that Melodicas have just been walking off shelves because everyone's trying to play the Bluey <laughs> theme song that hasn't, hasn't uh, come across my radar yet. So who knows? Perhaps it's a bit underground. <laughs> Uh, 
Um, I think we got there. Very quick mailbag, Kate, because um, lovely Bridget in Brisbane checked in um, to say hi and she loves the podcast, but also um, could we do the show because um, she's a teacher and she uses the checklist technique and, yeah, it it just was so made so much sense to her seeing it in Bluey as well. Oh. Um so, hi, Bridget, and thank you for checking in. We have done it. Um, but just Bridget found us by Googling drunk muffin after she desperately <laughs> needed to debrief the sleepover episode, which I think is my new favourite way to find Gotta Be Done. Um, I think so, just too. makes so much sense to me. <laughs> I didn't know that you could find us by putting in those search terms, but I'm excited. Uh, I'm, yeah, well... I, that's uh, maybe it wasn't as straightforward as that, but I reckon I pro- I'd say we're probably the top hit for drunk muffin. Um, you know, you might need a few other terms in there. Maybe don't just search <laughs> drunk muffin. That I could go in say, disturbing well, directions. But because um, I've just googled it, and it seems like there's a whole heap of drunk muffin recipes, literally recipes um, <laughs> oh, like okay. drunk monkey muffins, drunken bu- butter rum cupcakes, drunk monkey muffins. Oh, yeah, okay. A, well, I'll be googling that straight um, after we finish it, this. And it features in it features in Urban Dictionary as well. Drunk oh, muffin. don't go there. A girl with a big butt <laughs> that is oh. drunk. There you go. Yeah, I, I uh, can't find us, but that's okay. I'm glad I she think did. Blue in as well, but sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, margarita muffins for in up. Bridget. We definitely need more snacks now that it's unlikely we're going to be able to record face-to-face for a while. Um, yeah, maybe that we could get people to share their snacks with us via our social media sites. Yeah, um, perfect. If you, are on, if you are on Facebook, what a tenuous um, segue, by the way. Um, <laughs> if you're on Facebook, you can look us up. It's at Bluey Pod or look up Gotta Be Done, the Bluey Podcast. You can find us on Instagram. We are at Bluey Pod. On Twitter, we are at Bluey Podcast and email us. We love hearing from you. It's BlueyPod at gmail.com. All those things. Um, we're going to be back next week um, with, yeah, more, more lockdown chaos, I'm sure. Um, but we will have dusted ourselves off to do it. And in the meantime, it's got to be done. Got to be done. Bye. But she was very lonely. No, I wasn't. Yeah, no, I wasn't. Yes, you were.